Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church and hope you're doing well today. We're studying in God's Word in Mark chapter number 12. We're going to continue today as we look to Mark's Gospel. We've entitled this study, A Journey Through Mark. And what a blessing it is to study God's Word. And I hope you've been encouraged and I hope that you've learned a few things as we've traveled. We're trying to make our study simple. We're trying to go through and look at God's word and get what he'd have us to see through the pages of his Bible. And if you have a copy of the Bible, I want you to open it up with me this morning to Mark chapter 12. We're going to look just at one verse and we'll get started today and try to be um a little bit time conscious today. Today's a special day. Every day is special, but nevertheless, we're going to look together this morning. Again, thank you for taking time to be with us. And as we continue in our study here in Mark, uh, we're looking here again in chapter 12, and we recall that the Sadducees had come to Jesus. Jesus was in his last few days of life here on the earth. He had rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday just a few days before, and now he was being confronted by this group called the Sadducees. We've learned a lot about them. The Sadducees, as we studied this week, was a group of people that did not believe in an existence after this life. They were the liberal political and religious thinkers of their day. And they too, just like the, the, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders and the Pharisees and the Herodians, they all hated Jesus and they wanted rid of him, if you will, because of the following that the Lord had. And great multitudes, no doubt, thronged after the Lord Jesus. And these groups were concerned not only for the following, they thought, well, he's going to overthrow us. But because of the following, that was not the reason, not only for the following, but because of the following, they hated him. For in that following, they were thinking that they were going to lose their power, their position, and their possessions, no doubt, very quickly among the people their prestige as well. And so here it is. We find the Sadducees had plotted and pitched a story to Jesus. 
we recall reading in, in Mark chapter 12, verse 19, where they said, Master. In other words, they gave him a term of respect, which they really had no respect for Jesus at all. Moses wrote unto us, and now they're citing Moses. Here they are, they're respectful, and boy, they're reciting the Old Testament. They're going back. Man, they're really into the Bible. Moses wrote unto us. Can you hear them puffing their chest out pride as they said that? Because after all, they did say that they claimed that they did believe the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. But uh, truth of it is, they didn't read the Bible. They didn't know the scripture. The Bible says Moses wrote unto us in verse 19, if a man's brother die and leave his wife behind him and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Then they told Jesus a story about a man who was married and to a, to a wife and they had no children. And in the story, the man dies and the man's brother does what the Deuteronomy 25 verse 6 required him to do, and that was to marry uh, his brother's widow in order to raise up a child in his brother's name. And he later dies and has no children. And then the story goes on, one brother after another for a total of seven brothers and no children. And then finally, the wife dies herself. And the question that they come to Jesus about is saying, whose wife will she be? in the resurrection. Jesus responds immediately to by telling them that they are wrong on two points. First of all, they don't know the scripture. Secondly, they don't know the power of God. And I like what he did, how he really called them out on that. And he told them that she would not be the wife of anyone because in the resurrection, they neither marry nor have marriages. In other words, not going to be any marriages in heaven other than the marriage of the, of the bride and the groom, the Lamb of God, the marriage of the Lamb. That'll be the marriage, the only marriage that will be in heaven. But the people with the resurrected body would be like the holy angels in heaven. Now, let me clarify one thing about this. I think there's a misconception when it comes to realizing what we will be like, what it will be like when we receive this resurrection body. Will we be like the angels? Well, we'll be like them in some sense, but Jesus uses the sense here and he defines it. The, the way we'll be like the angels will be simply that we won't give in marriage and we won't be married uh, to anyone other than the Lord Jesus Christ when we go to heaven. And uh, a lot of people have the misconception that when we get to heaven, we're going to be angels. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. We'll never be an angel. You're not an angel. I am not an angel. Angels are created beings. The holy angels are there in heaven. There's a definitive number of them. There's a multitude of them, a great number. I don't know how many, but there's multitudes and multitudes of angels that God created in the beginning. And he has, he has those but we will not be angels. And, but what we do is we learn from the angels. Angels don't get married. And so Jesus gives us that truth. Now, I know there's two people. One's really glad. One's really sad over that statement that we're not going to be married in heaven. Well, who are those people? Well, the one man who really is not 
enjoying his marriage now. Be happy when he gets to heaven and he knows there's no marriage. And the other man who's really happy in his marriage will be sad because he'll think, I'm not going to be married to her anymore. Well, you know, we can we can take that and make a little pun about it. The truth of it is the Bible stands. And uh, so just to understand, it's going to be great. It's going to be better than life here on earth. Don't be disturbed. I preached this not too long ago. There was a lot of people went home and it was really, really shook their world when I said and took the scripture and proved that we're not going to be married to one another in heaven. When our marriage vow completes with death, do you part? Then marriage is dissolved. And when we get to heaven, we will be individuals in Christ Jesus. And I'm thankful for it. Now, I'm going to give you just a couple of thoughts here this morning. And uh, see, my time is quickly going. First of all, number one, Jesus addresses the resurrection. Look in your Bible, Mark 12, 26. The scripture says, and touching the dead. Now, Jesus is speaking as and as touching the dead that they rise. In other words, Jesus is bringing up the subject for them to understand the subject of the dead. The word as touching the dead. Now, the dead means a corpse. And we think about that. Jesus uses this phrase as touching. It means the occasion of the point, the matter, the behalf on which concerned, pertaining to. What he's saying is the subject that you brought up, let me straighten it out for you. That's what he's saying. Just to clarify, Jesus is speaking of a subject, not actually touching a dead body. Understand that as touching the dead. A lot of people read that and think, oh, isn't it wrong for, for a Jew to touch a dead body? Well, Jesus is using this phrase to teach the truth. He's bringing up the subject of the dead, not talking about touching a corpse. And then secondly, not only he addresses the resurrection, but we see the subject of the dead, the standing of the dead. Now notice what he says, that they rise. Now, there it is in black and white. Jesus is addressing the fact that there is a resurrection and there will be a resurrection. He is not afraid to address the truth with these people. Then not only we see a Jesus addressing the resurrection, but we see Jesus activating their remembrance. Verse 26 again, notice what it says, and as touching the dead that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses how in the bush God spake unto him? Now, the Sanhedrin believed in the writings of Moses, or at least they said they did. The writing of Moses consisted of the first five books of the Bible. They are known as the Pentateuch, and that is a Greek word which simply means five books. And the Pentateuch, which the Jews actually call the Torah, includes the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Those five books are the makeup of the Pentateuch, and they're written by majority believe, and I believe it, by Moses. And I think the Bible teaches that Jesus believed it, so it's good enough for me. But the Sanhedrin claimed to believe the writings of Moses. The Savior called them to remember a particular place in the Pentateuch. Now, we have chapters and verses today in our Bible. Could you imagine not having chapters and verses? Well, 
there was a day that there was no chapters and no verses in your Bible. Thank God that we have easily referenced by chapter and verse. And actually, we've had the chapter references since the 13th century. And actually, also, the verses came about the 16th century. So they they have a a great help to us, and you and I know how hard and difficult it would be to find a place or to remember a place in the Bible if you didn't have a chapter and verse to go to. But we find that Jesus draws their particular interest to a place in the Bible in the book of Exodus, and we know it by Exodus chapter number three and the story of the burning bush. We're going to stop right there for today. And Lord willing, we'll be back again to try to wrap up this teaching of the resurrection. May God bless you today. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. Lord willing, see you later. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the See